This episode of the It was going to be a gas station fried chicken wings, but honestly, now I don't even care anymore. Welcome back, welcome back. If you're new here, welcome to the Ticket Ripper Podcast. My name, as always, has been Kameen, your humble host, the greatest host of all time. I'm getting good at that. Uh, what's up, baby? Um, we're recording another podcast, and I'm trying to do this as quickly as possible. I'm not going to dilly-dally, because my wife is going to get home anytime now, and I don't really want to be yelling into a microphone when she does. Um, I don't know. It's just something about talking. I- I'm really good at talking. Um, not like I'm good speech wise like i'm I'm very bad speech wise um but i'm i'm very good at just letting myself just i guess go and go and go uh it's probably why i started this people might think oh benji started the podcast because of the whole you know pandemic podcast epidemic um i didn't i didn't um i am one of the cool guys who started pod who started podcasting way before uh the podcast uh, epidemic, um, which is what I come to know it as because everybody was in quarantine and they were like, you know what we should do? We should, you know, you know what, what I think, I think people want to hear what I have to say about cryptocurrency. Uh, (laughs) and so they all have podcasts. They're all really rich. They all have really nice, those sure microphones and they just sit with their buddies drinking and recording a podcast in their nice little like spare room not me not me uh i was one of the poor ones one of the cool ones who started in their closet uh and honestly i kind of miss it i'm trying to i'm trying to go back to the closet um i want to be a closeted podcaster but we're we're here we're chilling um now last week i said that i was going to be talking about turning red which i am don't worry. Uh, this episode is going to be about turning red. I don't want to plan out what I'm going to say too much, but I know that I watched the movie and I know that I have uh, ideas on it. Um, but the other thing that I said was that I was going to get a guest to try to make the conversation more interesting. Uh, and well, that just didn't happen. Now, you you can, you can be of one or the other like class of thought of why that didn't happen. You can say that I'm lazy or you can say that, you know, I just didn't, uh, you know, wasn't able to find somebody because my uh, skills of negotiation weren't uh, good enough, but in reality, uh, might I pose the uh, solution or the the the, the answer to be uh, simply because I forgot. Um, it's not that I didn't want to do it. It's not that it was too much work to do it. It's not that I couldn't do it. It is simply because I forgot. Uh, and then, lo and behold, today uh, I wake up at what at five in the morning to make my wife a bagel. Um, Go watch Batman at 10. I just got back from the theater. Uh, Next episode is going to be about Batman. I do have a lot to say about it. Um, And, well, here I am. And my wife's going to be home any minute. And no time to dilly-dally. If you have not seen Turning Red, um, I told you that was your homework from last week. Um, Turning Red is... uh, You were supposed to watch Turning Red. Um, If you have not seen it, go watch it. Pause this podcast right now. Um, Go watch it. Because A, I don't want to, you know, I mean, there's spoilers. 
oh yeah, here we go. Spoilers coming up. Um, and I'm going to try my best to keep this as, this episode as normal and not, uh, and PG as possible because of the fact that, uh, my, my sister, I, I'm not going to bring up what, what the topic was, but my sister told me that if I'm, uh, if I'm recording a podcast with the, uh, with a Disney like movie, uh, in the title that I need to put a warning that, <laughs> I need to put a warning if I talked about stuff that maybe isn't so PG. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes I really can't control the way that my brain goes. Um, but no, no, I don't think I'm, I don't think, I, I think I'm going to be okay. Um, but fair warning, uh, I'm not making this uh, podcast with children in mind. So if you are a child, I apologize for anything that you might learn that you didn't know before. Because uh, <laughs> I, I really, I really don't know where where this conversation with myself is going to go. Um, Turning Red is a movie uh, uh, based in Canada, um, and when I say based in Canada, it literally just means like I'm just saying that the movie is it takes place in Canada. There we go. It takes place in Canada, uh, and it follows May May. Um, I forgot her last name because it was was never used, uh, almost hardly ever, um, in the movie. Um, but her name is May, uh, or May May is what her mom calls her. And essentially, um, at some point, because uh, I mean, she's at a turning point in her life. She's a teenager. She's like fourteen or so. And if you were a fourteen year old, you understand that that's kind of the age where you looked at your parents and you were like, "This person kind of sucks." Um, for no apparent reason whatsoever. Like some of you probably loved your parents more than anything. Uh, and then you were, you were one of those like cheesy kids who was like, my mom's my best friend. Uh, and, uh, to those of you who were like that, uh, I just, I, I would love to, you know, I would love to talk to you. Um, and you, you know, you can tweet me at take a rip pod, send me a DM. I'd love to talk to you about how it, uh, it was growing up being a loser. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely kidding. I'm complete. I know I right off the top of my head. I probably know I can name off like five people that I just insulted uh, if they ever listen to this, uh, which I tend to do a lot. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, it's around that age uh, that you start to like really like you, you, you want them to let loose of those reins a little bit, which in I've noticed a lot of. Uh, uh, ethnic communities. So, um, I, I am, I'm Mexicano. Um, but also you like, I could, that was one of the cool things about this is I could relate to a lot of what happened to Maymay in like a, a lot of the, um, to some extent, I mean, obviously cultures are different, but I could relate to, um, the feeling of like being like, cause Maymay, the, uh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, uh, I'll, it'll be better explained. But um, Mei Mei, she uh, works with her mom at a temple in um, in Canada. Um, and it's like a temple that was like founded by their family and they've taken care of it this whole time. And it was like, you know, it's like a, it's like a big thing for their family. Um, and uh, she works with her mom there after school uh, at a very young age, which I mean is kind of like you see that a lot um, with a lot of different like ethnic communities. Uh, where like kids will like, you know, their, their family will be business owners and the kids will take on, uh, quite a big role. Like I used to um, go to this place in, in Kansas, uh, called, uh, Great Wall 
every single it was a chain, uh, but every single uh, restaurant was owned by a different family. And uh, I, at the one that I used to go to where uh, I lived, um, there was always, always uh, some like little girl, like 10 years old, uh, just ringing me out. And I was just like, you know, you wonder if there's some labor laws out there being broken. But at the same time, is it is it considered child labor if this child isn't getting paid? They're just it's just their chore. But like they're always there, like doing homework, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I mean me, like uh, I my father uh, when I was growing up, like my father was uh, was a pastor and, uh, you know, he ran a church. Um, and I was I did have, you know, some responsibilities. I was, you know, I helped out a lot with the church, um, just kind of like the, the ins and outs. Like, I, I don't know why, but I vaguely remember that there were some days where it was like, oh yeah, we have to go to the church and clean it. And those were the days that <laughs> I was going to say, those were the days I would renounce God. <laughs> um, but no, like in the teenage years, like you, you, you want that, those reins to be let, let go a little bit. And May May was, at that age where like she was starting to, you know, she got friends and got different interests at school than like probably different than what like her family would want her or her mom definitely wanted her to, uh, her mom had a vision for her, um, which a lot of parents tend to do. Um, but maybe, you know, had a different vision for like, she had different interests uh, than her mother did. She had different, you know, a, a different life probably planned out for her than her mother did. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's kind of like where the story starts off, but, uh, the, the premise of the whole thing is that, uh, Maymay then gets this curse, um, which we later find out is a genetic, uh, and it's like a, it's like a family inherited thing from like ancestors way, way past that turns her into a red panda whenever she gets very stressed or emotional or like it, whenever she feels big emotions, um, her mom knew about it, and her mom had uh, had it herself, and it was all the women in her family have had this um, this uh, panda uh, experience, which is pretty. It's pretty cool that like, because normally when something like this happens, um, it's kind of isolated to the one person, and they oh like I don't know how to tell like my family or anything, but in this one, uh, her friends knew pretty early on in the movie, and her mom knew uh, obviously, and so it. It, it made for a very different dynamic because on one hand, her mom's like, hey, yo, do me a favor. Don't let that panda out because I don't know if you noticed, but it's a 15 foot red panda. And her friends are like, yo, that panda is dope and it is going to get us to the what is it? Justice forever for 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 uh, fan for stick for tastic. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I, I don't know what the band was called, but it was like a, it was like a definitely a, a play on uh, five, five boys. Uh, what the fuck is five boys called? Uh, One Direction. <laughs> I called them five boys, dude. One Direction. It was definitely, a, and, well, like, I mean, just boy bands in general. I mean, especially with the whole BTS, uh, you know, fandom going right now. And hey, if you, anybody listening to this who is a part of the BTS fandom, what I just said was not an insult. What I just said was meant in, 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 in all good intentions. I am bringing it up just as a comparison. I meant nothing wrong by it. 
please, please, I would like my career to get a little bit off the ground as a podcaster before you come at me and cancel me for nothing, for absolutely not one, one thing, okay? BTS fandom, please. It, it was, it, I, it wasn't even a joke because it wasn't, it, it, it meant, I meant no harm by it. And for those of you who aren't a part of the BTS fandom, the reason I just spent 30 seconds pleading to the BTS fandom not to uh, come at me or come for me is because the BTS fandom, here's the thing, on a level of, um, on a level, I would say on the level of like most effective uh, intelligence agency, a way at the top, you've obviously got like FBI and the CIA. I'm not going to rank them like one or number one or number two because I don't know well enough. Also, they're both corrupt as hell. Um, number three, you've probably got Russia because actually, you know what? Russia, like we, we don't know. They're floating up there because Russia's probably like number one. Uh, Russia probably. Here's the thing about it. You don't think that Russia knows your social security number, bro. Russia knows what you ate for lunch. Okay. So, which is, I mean, they, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know everybody who thinks that like, oh, like the thing we should be afraid of with Russia is that they're like, they got like bombs and stuff. Yeah, sure. Sure. Sure they do. But the thing I'm afraid of about Russia is that they infiltrated Facebook. They got my granny doing stuff, dude. <laughs> they got, it's, I, I'm scared of people getting my information. Brother, Putin's got your granny's information. <laughs> they, they, they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to spread propaganda. First thing we're going to do, or, or the, the app that we're going to use to spread propaganda, Facebook. <laughs> and now they're making a metaverse. So you tell me what you tell me what scares you the most, the Tsar Bomba or the fact that they infiltrated Facebook of all of all social media ads. They went for Facebook and it worked. It worked. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what I was talking about when I got to Russia. Um, um hold on, I'm trying to backtrack. Granny's info, Russia. Oh, 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 okay. So the intelligence agencies is Russia, FBI, CIA up there. Uh, next is Twitter because Twitter can find you. Twitter will find you. If you do, if you, if you do some stuff, dude, you do some stuff and, and uh, like, you know, you flip somebody off, call, call them a slur or anything like that. We will find you. And I say we because I have a Twitter account and also I'm on the side of Twitter where like if you call somebody a slur, I want to find you, bro. Not because I want to come to your house or anything like that. Uh, although I do find it hilarious when they do like how like parties outside of those people's houses. I think that's hilarious. Um, but I, I don't want to go to like your house or anything, but I'm trying to get you fired, bro. I'm trying to ruin your whole career. Why? Don't ask. Don't ask. If you have to ask, you don't deserve to know. Um, and then right under Twitter is BTS fandom, which is technically a part of Twitter, but BTS fandom is different. BTS fandom, I swear to God has Snowden on their payroll. Uh, <laughs> BTS fandom. And notice, the NSA isn't even a part of this thing because in order to be an intelligence agency, like, like in my opinion, for me to be scared of you, you got to be doing something nobody else is doing. Like when the NSA was like, oh, yeah. Uh, or when Snowden was like, yeah, the NSA is watching you through like your cameras and stuff. The CIA was like, oh, my gosh, no way. You guys are doing that? 
whoa. Like, you know they've always been listening. We, well, they've been bugging people since, like, Al Capone was doing stuff. The old school bug was just, like, getting a dude to, to rat. Uh, <laughs> just, you just hire some dude to get in and, and infiltrate it, which we still do today because sometimes bugs just don't work. Um, back to the movie about the kid with the red panda. Who knows how we got here? BTS, please don't come at me. I'm very afraid of you. Uh, the BTS fandom. But, um, uh, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, um, so then she, uh, uh May May, she, you know, she's got, it, it, it makes this for this really cool dynamic of like, she can either choose to do, uh, what she wants, uh, with the red panda, um, and use it for, in her mind, something good or something, you know, that's going to benefit her and her friends, the people she loves, the people who uh, help her to control this panda uh, so that they can go to the concert, which her mother does not want her to go to because her mother thinks it's like deviant music. Um, the, but the, the thing is that also she she's very at the beginning of the movie, we she's painted as very like loyal to her mom, like very like just um they call her brainwashed to her mom because she's just willing to like, you know, put aside her like social life or her like own personal stuff for uh, the family, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, I don't think it's a horrible thing. Um, like there is a lot of redeeming factors that like I, I, I admire people who are able to do that, who are able to just like be more selfless for a, uh, you know, bigger cause, like a, a family, which if you think about it, if, Here's the thing. If you think that somebody should put aside their personal like enjoyment and their personal likes or dislikes and their like their personal life for the good of the family, you are at a 15% at least you are basically that's socialism. <laughs> You congratulations, comrade. Welcome to, welcome to the social welcome to socialism, bro. Welcome to dude, dude, dude. Like you, you're a communist. <laughs> Even in the you, we're 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 democratic in our government, but we're communist at home. <laughs> Everybody pulls their money together here, and we just which isn't isn't communism, by the way. I don't or not that it's so much more complicated politically stuff um but yeah so um one of the things that i really enjoyed right off the bat like five minutes into the movie it starts the pacing of this movie is so fast it starts hard and strong and, and just quick and you are introduced to a pixar movie that is unlike anything you have ever seen it, it it still has this like um, Pixar movies tend to have this like soft kind of feel where everybody kind of feels like like you would you would want to own like a, a stuffed animal of them because they look so squishy, you know. Um, and, you know, that carries on into this because, I mean, animated movies, that, that that's the appeal to them. That's why kids like them so much. Um, and one of the things that stuck out to me a lot is that because like Pixar for the most part they have a very uniform feel to their movies um it's what I would call like Oscar animated movies where it's just everything is perfect sure it's colorful sure the characters like sometimes can their design can get like 
uh, a little different. Um, you know, I mean, with like Inside Out, like they, they they got to play with the character design of the of the well, I mean, the main characters of the movies, which were the like emotions or whatever the hell they're called. Um, but one of the things that I found very uh, very intriguing about this is that they didn't need. Um, I mean, sure, there's a red panda in it, but they didn't need or they didn't feel like the zany um dis or the zany like design or zany like art um like feel needed to be for non-humans only um when they when Meme was a a human or you know a person and with her friends and all that kind of stuff there was plenty of like you just see some there's more emoting than just in her face and in her voice alone it's the it's got a very um almost anime kind of feel to where like it's the 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 mood of the of of the like the camera changes the way the way that like the camera moves changes the snappy cuts all this it makes for a incredible incredible like animated movie something i mean i'm not saying that like we haven't seen it before but like when you take that and you add it into pixar it makes for it like it literally i didn't think that it was a pixar movie to begin with um i thought i was just watching another disney original uh and i was like oh like and i was expecting it to be kind of in the same boat as like encanto where i was just like you know like oh yeah like this is a disney movie but as it progressed i there's a part where her dad is cooking and i'm telling you right now my jaw my jaw dropped to the ground i was drooling with how beautiful the animation was and then how just the art direction the art design of like uh, certain parts like there's this part where where she's a uh, because like her friends are obsessed with this boy who's like a clerk at a gas station or at a little corner shop and she didn't understand what the appeal was but then later she like accidentally drew him on her notebook and she starts realizing that like she's like drawing his muscles and she's like oh and this <laughs> She drops to the floor and rolls under her bed and the her face starts the like it's almost as if the notebook started glowing red into her face and she goes insane into this notebook and Lord knows what she wrote. But then her mom obviously finds it and embarrasses the ever living hell out of her. Um, but it stuff like that is something you don't see a lot in Disney movies. We've never or in Pixar movies. Um, I still haven't seen soul, but I know that like soul, they get a lot of their zany stuff. Like you, you normally, when it comes to the zany stuff, have to get a in an, or not an inanimate, but an inhuman character. And in this movie, they didn't feel like they needed to do that. Um, which I love, I loved how anime it was. It, it felt very different. You could definitely tell that these, this movie was made with a little bit somebody let go of the reins a little bit on the uniformity of what Pixar had like come to believe themselves to be probably because Toy Story 4 sucked Toy Story 4 was an absolute disgrace and hear me out if you're about to you know get on me about like oh you how could you not like Forky dude Forky can go fork himself okay Toy Story 4 wasn't a, a, I was watching that movie and I was just like what am I watching here? What what am I watching here? We're just watching the same thing over and over again. Like 
the 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 concept of oh now it's a toy because kids make their own toys it's that's just the thing but that concept that was your movie that concept of oh i was made i was a made toy that is the that's the new buzz that's where the charm of the first movies came from and like sure like you know you don't want to be replaying that over and over again but that's your movie um, which they, they, you know, that is the movie, but then they got lost in this whole like Bo Peep garbage, which I mean, like, I'm not saying like, you know, the, the whole Bo Peep storyline was bad or anything like that, but it's like, it, 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 there was too much going on, you know, I, I need a line when it comes to this toy story stuff. Cause like, what, what Andy's got like 57 toys. What are we going to follow each of their storyline? What are we going to watch? They're going to make toy story five and it's going to be about the T-Rex. Nobody cares about the T-Rex, bud. <laughs> Nobody cared about the T-Rex. If you wanted to make the movie about Bo Peep, make the movie about Bo Peep. But don't bring Forky into this. Don't keep Woody in this. Don't make Buzz some, like, uh, just some side character. Buzz was a side character. Buddy, Toy Story is Buzz. Um, It just felt very weird. Whoever did Toy Story 4, you should be ashamed of yourself. Whoever did Turning Red, I mean... Hands down, one of the best Pixar movies I've ever seen, for sure. And previously, that that slot was taken up by Inside Out. But yes, um, so the one thing about about Turning Red that I found weird um, was apparently um, there was a little bit of controversy that I heard from a couple people um, that I've talked to about the, the the movie was that apparently parents weren't as fond of it as I guess non-parents um or at least that's what I've been seeing uh there there are quite a bit of reviews that say the same thing um that it kind of it gets lost in its message uh which I mean it, it, it essentially it's pushing for um like because Maymay has to um Maymay has to like basically she has a choice which comes up throughout the movie that she could either embrace the panda, uh, which is by her family told to her that it is some horrible thing, or she can um, she can just kind of like get rid of it. Um, and she, because it's kind of like the theme of the movie, she decides to go, you know, the way that not maybe her family would have wanted her to go. She decides to veer off of the plan that her mother had for her um, and the choices that her mother had made for her, uh, which I mean, you know, obviously, I mean, it's a 14 year old girl. If you think that if you if you are like a normal 14 year old child, um, I mean, what Maymay did like with her mom, like because I mean, 14 year olds, here's the thing about it. They get jer- they get jerky. They 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 become jerks. Um like just all of a sudden, they don't care about anything. Fourteen-year-olds don't care about anything. It's like, and I mean, she's she's growing, you know, and she's um, like, the, everybody gets to that point, and or at least the grand majority of it. And if you didn't, you're a freak, and that's just it. We all get to a point where we kind of hate our parents, and if you didn't, you're a freak. Um, and. <laughs> That might be, honestly, that might be a humongous lie. I don't think you have to hate your parents, but I think there is something about getting older where you feel like you are entitled to some sort of independence, which 
I mean, honestly, like, I can't, you can't control a human being or you can't make those choices for a human or make every choice for a human being forever. I mean, that's why after 18, like, legally the law just, or the, 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 the society as a whole was just like, oh yeah, you, you're a full-blown human being. We don't have to take care of you anymore. But like, and I mean, like, obviously, like, you know, 14-year-old kid, I'm not going to expect to be, the, if I saw a 14-year-old kid living in an apartment all by themselves, paying bills and stuff, I'd be concerned. So, I mean, I get it. Um, but at the same time, like, there is a, because that, all of this to say, I understand where the parents are coming from, because when, when May May, uh, like, as she's, you know, kind of using Panda for her benefit versus, you know, trying to stay away from it and trying to like, she's controlling it pretty well. And for the most part, she's got a handle on it. Um, which is, you know, basically like against what her like mom has told her because it's supposed to like, apparently the Panda would like her connection to it would, would grow deeper and it'd be harder to break later. Um, so the, but Mamie decides that, you know, she wants to use, like, as she's using it more and more for, like, her benefit and all that, um, you know, you can kind of feel that she's embracing that side of her, what, something that was so daunting at first, like, oh, like, I can't be seen with, with, like, I can't be seen like this, but then, you know, people start to accept her for the fact that she's a gigantic red panda, uh, and she, I mean, she monetizes on it, which is great, I mean, make some money, you know, uh, I don't know how she racked up four hundred or $800 in two weeks. Um, but Hey, uh, I guess kids in Canada in their schools just really have $800 through. There's only like 20 of them. Mind you, the school wasn't big. There's only about 25 students in that school. And I'm pretty sure they're all in the same grade. Uh, <laughs> cause they're all the same size. Uh, I don't know what elementary schools Canada's got going on, but apparently there's only 25 kids to a building. Uh, but she she makes money. She monetizes on it, which is cool. Um, but as she's uh, using that, like, you know, she's starting to separate from her family a little bit more. She wants her mother to, like, let loose the reins. And as she just kind of becomes more comfortable with herself and who she is as a person, not just as, like, a panda... Um, she does kind of develop a little bit more of an attitude and also like she does what, what, um, and I hate that I use this word, but, uh, she does what, uh, typically people would, you know, consider acting out. Like she does the things that, you know, teachers would bring up in, in class or something like that. Uh, but the mom obviously doesn't know this at any point and maybe wants to keep like that face. Um, but then at a certain point, like she does, she does get kind of, you know, snappy with her mom. And then at the end, obviously like, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but they, at the end, they have a fight as the pandas, as their panda people. Um, the mom was a kaiju, which was a really good twist. She, she was enormous, but, um, one of the things that I really liked, uh, well, well, well sorry, I'm going to stay on this train of thought, but the, the whole parent thing, I understand um, because I've, I've read the reviews and the, the, this movie, for some reason it through, there is so much going on in the world. There is so much going on. And then amidst all of that smoke, there is the controversy surrounding Pixar's turning red. 
And I've read some of the reviews and I've heard from, uh, you know, from people who have heard from people that, you know, there was a a little bit of a, of a, you know, like parents didn't like it kind of thing because like it, 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 I can see how it would encourage kids to, you know, Hey kids, don't listen to your parents. They don't always know what's best for you. And although I understand that fear of like, because the reason I say I understand the fear is because that's exactly what the movie said. The movie exactly said to, to, to teens, hey, kid, be yourself. Your parents might not like it, but live your life. <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing. I, I mean, it isn't a bad thing. It's nothing Katy Perry hasn't been doing for like years and years. Um, it's nothing we've, we haven't seen before. But I think what I think this movie is definitely more like out and open from it because, uh, and I was explaining this, I was talking to my spouse about this. Um, the, cause, cause, cause they brought up, um, the, uh, that, uh, you know, like it's not something we haven't seen before. There's movies like Mulan where like she goes and does her own thing. And the movie's about like embracing like who you are and how it doesn't have to be like the, you know, what other people should uh, like, or other people expect of you. Um, but in movies like Mulan, uh, you or movies like Mulan, Little Mermaid, like Disney's done it before. You see um, direct consequences related with their air quotes, you know, selfishness or their independence. So in Little Mermaid, like sure, like it, in like good things happen from her being able to, or from her, you know, being curious and going out and discovering the world. But at the same time, uh, it is that same curiosity that that directly affects her and starts the whole chain of events uh, with her and Ursula. Uh, in Mulan, uh, her doing, you know, the, the thing that people would not expect of her, her doing something that feels truer to herself um, and being who she really is, is, you know, the person who to fight for her family uh, in place of her father. Um, her, I mean, that puts her in the middle of a war. Uh, like not that's not even a joke she literally goes to be a soldier um there's direct consequences i mean like to the that that thing whereas with may may um the consequence um is her relationship with her mother is damaged and at the end of it all it's it, I mean, it, throughout the entire movie, she's a, that's a relationship she's afraid um, is going to be damaged by all of it. And it's, but there is no, I think that's the problem is like parents want there to be a consequence for, for when kids act out or for when kids stray from the path uh, to encourage them to stay on that path. But, <laughs> and, and so I understand that. But at the same time, especially as I mean, I'm a you know 25 year old Mexican man, so obviously my opinion means a lot. <laughs> um, but as somebody who like I didn't you know I love my family, I love my parents. Uh, you know I I was not one of the you know I, I I loved my dad growing up. I think we were we were cool, we were chill. He he showed me movies. Um, but I mean like I was it's I would say more stereotypical with uh, my teen years, um, I did get, you know, to a point or I did get uh, like a little bit, you know, uh, angsty. Uh, I started listening to Radiohead and my dad called it, 
But one time I was listening to Radiohead and my dad called it. Uh, he told me to turn off that uh, drug addict music. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now. And I don't know if my father is listening to this, but I'm going to tell you right now. That was the first time I can clearly like pinpoint. That is the first time I ever felt hatred, real hatred for my father. <laughs> was because he insulted my boy Tom York. Uh, and, uh, but so yeah, and then from there, I mean, my my teen, my teen years were pretty stereotypical. Um, you know, just what you'd expect, you know. Uh, and so I understand also that, um, like, the movie, people, the, the, the issue with the parents is that they watch these animated movies and they uh, immediately assume that the movie is made for their children. That the message that is implanted into this movie is directly related to um, what your children will be able to relate to and something that your children should know or some, but like, you know, empowering them in some way like, oh, you can paint uh, or something stupid like that. Or like, hey, uh, you got a friend in me or something dumb like that. Uh, you know, at, at the very base of it, there's some, you know, VeggieTales message. But the reality is. Animated movies have become something completely different because, I mean, it's no it's it's obvious that, you know, animated movies are no longer just for kids. I mean, I see plenty of, you know, 30 year olds jamming out to Encanto and all, uh, you know, Frozen still. There's no kids around, uh, no no child in sight. And yet you're still jamming to Frozen and Encanto uh, making TikToks. Um, so, you know, it's no it's no secret that, you know, we all watch animated movies. Um, but as a family movie, when you're watching an animated movie with your child, um, you th this is one of the things that I liked the most about Turning Red is that this um, movie, um, it it is built, I would say, more for a child, but also there is a whole movie in there there's a whole message in there for a parent as well um simultaneously it is telling it is empowering you know the, the you know teens or growing teens um preteens to you know be comfortable with themselves and be comfortable with the person that they're becoming uh and to be comfortable with like the changes that they're going through uh some parents had an issue with uh the mom talking about like pads because she thought that um she thought that uh, Maymay was on her uh, on her period, um, which I mean, like it. This is this is something that is going to happen to every every um, every every girl out there. Every girl out there, for the most part, I think that there are probably some genetic like mutations uh, or not mutations. <laughs> You're not X Men, but I'm, but I'm sure there are some people out there who just never get it. Um, which is, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It sounds like a good thing, but also could be a bad thing. It might prevent you from having kids in the future, which I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Science is weird. Um, I, I I'm going to stop talking about that, but it's something that happens to everybody. It, 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 like, it, it, you know, it's something that they're all going to have to deal with eventually. It's not something, and that's the, that's kind of the weird part is like, you want to censor. It's like. It's like censoring, it's like, it's like, well, what's, it's like censoring coffee, almost. And that's a, a horrible, horrible metaphor or analogy. But it's so, 
it's not not accessible, but it's so everywhere. You know, it's a normal thing. It's a normal thing. That's what I'm trying to say. That's exactly that's what the reason I did with coffee is because it's a normal thing. They are going to encounter it. It is going to happen. Why? Why? Why is it? Is it a big deal that the mom talks to her child about? Oh, oh, boo, boo! The mom was ready and supportive for her child when she was going through one of the most horrifying bodily changes of her entire life. Oh, boo! If you haven't it. Uh, I'm I'm not even going to I'm not going to try to tell you how to parent but I'm just telling you right now that should that shouldn't be your problem. But back to the 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 message of the movie. Um but while it is while the movie is simultaneously telling your kid to be comfortable with who they are and who they're becoming, you um should as a parent if you are a parent, uh you should also have gotten the hidden message in the movie which is your kid is a human being. Your kid is a human being with a human brain. And if you think, especially in today's day and age, that you are going to successfully brainwash them for long to blindly obey every single thing you say, take it as Bible and never ask questions, while being in public school, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. There, it is a whole big world out there. And, and, and I mean, aside from the fact that like, they're going to be exposed to some crazy stuff, stuff you, stuff that you never experienced when you were younger, um, and stuff that you probably will never understand, but they, they will be exposed to it in, in, in school. I mean, even if you homeschool them, eventually they have to go out to the world. Um, it's one of the things that I'm always like, I, I would love to homeschool my kids if I had the time, or I would love to, you know, have them, you know, like a tutor at home or anything like that. But at the same time, I feel afraid that it would be detrimental to their, their social skills. Uh, I feel like one of the reasons why I ended up being so social and so good in a social like thing is, I mean, you could probably look at my genetics, but at the same time, um, I feel I've always been placed in, I've been very comfortable with social situations because I've always been, uh, like since a very young age, like, and my, you know, parents running a church, I've always been in social, social situations. We always went to the parties, the functions, the carnicerias to get pounds and pounds of meat every Sunday. Um, and you know, hang out in the backyard. I've, I've had to, I grew up in that. Um, I don't even know how I got here. Um, but you, the, you're, so oh yeah, so that's why uh, I'm afraid of homeschooling, dude. Also, what if they end up like freaks? There's some homeschoolers out there who are just lunatics. Something sometimes they end up worse off, because uh, <laughs> um, they don't know anything about the world. And then when they find out about the world, they realize that it's not all rainbows and sunshines and algebra in your house. Uh, and they're just like they just turn into supervillains. <laughs> um, but uh, like. But aside from the fact that like of how much they're going to be exposed to, they are going to develop their own like minds and critical thinking because it's what we teach them to do as human beings. Imagine right now, imagine right now, because like your kid, when he's in the van or when he's in the truck or in the car uh, and you've got him with his with his Amazon Fire tablet uh, because you're cheap. 
Uh, also, because it's a kid, if you buy a, if you buy an iPad for your child, strict like specifically just for your child, if you buy them an iPad, an Apple iPad, if you spend more than one hundred dollars on a tablet for your child, if this kid is under the age of like ten and you bought them anything more expensive than a hundred dollars as a tablet, you're you're insane. I see children with iPads and I'm like, yo kid, you realize we sent the man to, we sent men to the moon with less than what you're holding right now. And you're slicing fruit, my brother. <laughs> if you're, if you're spending, if you are taking the accumulation of years and years of technological and advancement and you are taking some of the greatest minds and taking their work, putting it into a seven or, you know, you know, eight, nine, ten inch screen, high definition, millions and millions of pixels, realistic uh, replication of life colors and spending upwards of, I think the minimum is like four hundred dollars to hand it to a child with his Kool-Aid hands so that he can play Angry Birds, I'm going to personally kill you myself. And that is a threat. Because uh, <laughs> that's just disgusting. You buy your child a, 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 a Giggy Watch tablet and that's it. He needs, they need something to play games on and that is it. When it's for schooling, then you spend it more. But if they're if you're literally just trying to have this kid lemminged up uh, with a with a Netflix, you don't need to spend that money on it. I, trust me, the kid doesn't care. But then the kid starts to care and turns into a piece of garbage because he's like, eh, "You have an Amazon Fire tablet." Uh, I hate those children who are just like, "Oh, you got me an Android." Disgusting. I'm like that. Because I'm smart and I know a, a solid operating system when I know it. But I, when I was, when I was, uh, when I had my first phone, I didn't care. I used a, a Windows, a Gen One Windows phone, for Christ's sake. If you haven't used a Windows phone, you've never known what it feels like to literally feel. It felt like I was using. It felt like I was using a, a, a PlayStation as a phone, which also is a Sony Xperia. Sony Xperia can go to hell. Um, but your kid is going to do, sorry, back to turning red. Your kid is going to develop their own process of thinking. They are going to develop their own thoughts on everything. You can't stop that. You can't hope to stop that. All you can hope is that you raise them right. You raise them with a good enough relationship with you to where they respect you at the beginning it's fear or obedience one of the two probably both and then at a certain point in their life you have to hope that they either fear you enough to respect you or love you enough to respect you and respect what you say based on your experience but sometimes kids if they're if they're or not coddled but if they're if they're put in a box their entire life. They want to break out so much more. It's weird. It's what happened to me. I was, I was in a box. I was in a bubble and I'm not saying my parents like, you know, didn't parent me right or anything like that. But I think, um, I think my parents parented me 
really, really well. But at the same time, I think my parents parented me very well in a time where there was a lot, a lot of technological advancement. So like you could only prepare for so much when it came to like, like every, every, every time, um, every time that they would try to, you know, protect me from something, uh, society found a new way to give me access to that. Uh, I mean, I was, I was, I was doing Google browser searches on a, on a Wii that I probably shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> on a Wii, yo, on a Wii. That's how, that's how weird and desperate I got, man. Cause kids are weird. Teenagers are weird, dude. We're, we're freaks of nature. We're, it's, it's the most confusing time of our entire lives. And we're weird, man. It's it, and 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 that's it, you know. Like that, I understand why parents have that uh, that issue with that message. But at the same time, there was a message for you, which is like, love your kid uh, for who they are and who they're becoming. Because sometimes you're not going to be able to stop it. And it's not like, oh, just give up because you can't do anything. It's, it's like, like, Maymay was a, Maymay, in my opinion, was a good example of, like, like, Maymay loved her family. Maymay loved her mother enough to respect her, to, to be, you know, afraid to disappoint her. You know, like that, and that's, I don't, it didn't feel like that came from fear. It felt like that came from genuine, like, love. For her and her, for her mom and her dad, she didn't want to disappoint them. But at the same time, she, I guess the only way that I can put it is like couldn't help herself because she knew what she wanted. She wanted to, her friends were some of the more important people in her entire life. Um, they probably at the time were at, at, at neck and neck with her family, um, which is terrible to say. I mean, like you, you always want your family to be first or your family always wants to think that they are first, but sometimes people can overcome that very quickly, especially some people don't have as good of a relationship with their family. I get real deep on these podcasts, man. I, I, I honestly, sometimes I feel like, I feel like I, I, I'm just, I'm just way wiser than I think, but at the same time I mix it with some of the stupidest things you've ever heard. The other, the other weird part about it is aside from that controversy there with like, oh, like, is it, is this a good movie to show your kids? Aside from the controversy there, there was, we, there was weirdly a smidgen of people a very, I would want to say a very small uh, piece of society, but I feel like bigger than I thought. I heard quite a bit of people who had a problem with how Asian it was. And to that, I just say, you're not even worth talking about because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They, they I, I think, uh, I, I think my spouse told me about a review that, um, that said that like they had a problem with it being based in Canada, but it was super Asian. And I'm like, yeah, cause it's about Asians. Like I, I'm pretty sure they were Chinese. Like, and you, like, like, oh, like it's in Canada, but they're like Chinese. I'm like, yeah, they, yeah, they are. There's Chinese people everywhere. I mean, there's a billion of them in China to begin with. They're all over the place, man. Like, they're, 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 it, it, Asians are everywhere, man. We're all everywhere. 
thanks to like a ton of stuff over the past like two, you know, 20,000 years or however long, uh, you, you know, we've been doing this crazy stuff. But thanks, thanks to however long this has all been going on, I don't know the numbers. Um, we've been, we've been shotgunned all over the place, man. People have been shotgunned all over the place, including and almost especially Asians. Like there's a, there's a handful of, uh, of, uh, of people, of peoples who like you, you, you wonder like, oh, wow. Like, like, oh, oh everyone's, there's an answer to it all. Cause like every once in a while you'll see, um, I mean, obviously, like Africans, like they got just they they just got completely pummeled. Everybody wanted to slice uh, of Africa for some reason. Uh, and then they just got just demolished. And we're not going to talk about that because that is just the great like they they definitely hold like. That that's just way like they got everybody, everybody, everybody was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were all a part of that. That's what nobody wants to talk about with the whole slavery thing. Everybody did it. Every you're you're all guilty, and yet it's still an issue today. Like it's still something that people have a problem like comprehending today. You all did it. You're all guilty. Like, and that that's a conversation that's insanely deeper than what I am mentally like stable enough to to to, to go through. But that. that and that's still problems, you know, but like Japanese people, Asian, uh, Japanese people for one, like you, I watched a documentary on Netflix about like, uh, like, uh, different chefs in like different countries and all that kind of stuff. And one guy, uh, was a Japanese dude. He had a Japanese name in Argentina and he spoke, uh, because I mean, his family, like he was raised in Argentina and I was like, what? And apparently because of the fact that like during the world war during the second world war um i mean japan obviously was doing some stuff with germany uh they were on the wrong side of history in that situation um for sure um and you know not everybody in japan like not everybody in any country is going to agree with what that country is doing at the time there was plenty of germans who, who who moved away and they got a lot of crap for that um but then also you know there's plenty of japanese people who, who like refugees who you know, immigrated to other countries at that time. And those countries would take them in. So that's why there's Japanese people shotgunned all over South America um, is because of that. I mean, stuff like that has been happening for years and years and years and years and years. We're all jumbled up. So why the hell is it a problem that there's Chinese people in Canada for you to watch this movie, man? And, and then they're like, oh, like, I couldn't really relate to it because it's all like Chinese. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't really relate to Charlie Sheen and Wall Street. I couldn't really relate to Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not a billionaire. I don't drive a Lamborghini, but it's still rocked. I can't, I can't really, I, I can't really relate to, 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 to like 20,000 movies, man. I couldn't really relate to Crash because I don't live in LA. I couldn't really relate to Spider-Man because I don't, I don't have webs shooting out of my wrist. I don't climb walls. You, you want to complain about, oh, oh I can't really, I couldn't really, like, you know, uh, I couldn't get into this movie because I couldn't relate to it. Oh, you, oh, oh, you couldn't relate to it? I can't relate to any movie about New York because New York is an absolute garbage fest and everybody loves it for some reason. I can't relate to any movie about Los Angeles for the same exact reason. I can't relate to movies about, you know, a sandwich maker because I don't make sandwiches. And yet I still watch them. I can't relate to a movie about Batman. 
Batman doesn't even live in a city that exists. He drives a Ford Mustang. So what's the problem, huh? I watched Turning Red as a Mexicano. I eat, I eat tacos. I eat tacos. Some I I, I started listening to, to corridos. I have a subwoofer in my car. Uh, yes, on multiple occasions I have thought of uh, installing hydraulic systems in my car. <laughs> I wear button-up shirts. I'm Mexicano. But I still loved Turning Red. Maybe I couldn't 100% relate to the culture because it's not my culture. But it doesn't. It didn't take away from the fact that it was beautiful and it was incredible and it was a movie that I want to watch over and over and over again. But I'm not going to right now because of the fact that I love it that much. The best movies you don't watch over and over again. Those are the worst. That's why little kids they watch their move their favorite movies over and over and over again. It's because those movies are pieces of garbage. Those movies are trash to sell toys. I've watched Godzilla King of Monsters like four times in the past two years because it sucks. <laughs> it sucks, but it's the coolest movie to watch, dude. This was a long one. I got deep in this one. I personally feel like I got deep in this one. It, but I mean, I, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully some of you made it through this. If you did, if you're here making it to this point in this podcast, I just want to say I love you. And if you think any of my views are wrong, tweet me. Or if you even want to be on the podcast, let me know. I don't care. I don't care. I went 57 minutes on a 30-minute podcast. I don't care. Tweet me. If you want to be a part, let me know. At Take a Ripper Pod. Send me a DM. I will have a guest on who is absolute, I will have a guest on who has nothing to say about anything. I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Um, tweet me at Tigger Ripper Pod. Review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. I think that helps me. Uh, you can also subscribe on Spotify. I'm pretty sure that helps me too. I don't know how any of this works. My, I am a novice podcaster. I don't have a sure podcast mic. My 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 uh my my microphone makes this noise when I move it. But we're chilling. Share this podcast with your mom. She's hot. I'll see you later. Bye.